0: As always, thank you for joining me in this episode. We're talking about dealing with other people's expectations, priorities, and opinions. You'll find more information and links to various resources I mentioned in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 165. I am honored to welcome back FreshBooks as a sponsor of this podcast. In this episode, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial of their great online accounting service to my listeners. And to claim it, you just go to freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. I'll talk a little more about them later. But first, I want to also welcome to the Productive Woman a new sponsor that I'm really excited to share with you. And this is a, a company called BarkBox. They're offering something very special to the Productive Woman listeners at BarkBox.com slash productive. So what is BarkBox? Well, for humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and really fun toys curated around a surprise theme for each month. For dogs... BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. Basically, every month, BarkBox paw picks the best all-natural treats and and toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. All the edibles are made in the United States or Canada, and they like to say that 100% of their products are tested on animals their own. Um, It's a great way to try a variety of treats and toys from local and small businesses that you might not otherwise be able to find. My dogs loved the toys and the treats in the box that I received. My Yorkie just went nuts over the squeaky toys. She, uh, you couldn't get it away from her. And when you did, you know, you could toss it and she'd go chasing after it and take it back and chew and squeak and had a great time with it. All three of our dogs, we have a Yorkie a, a very elderly miniature schnauzer and then a, a larger dog kind of a medium-sized big um, mutt dog um, they all just gobbled up the treats and followed me around asking for more of them so we really have enjoyed the um, the treats and the toys that were included in the box of mm-hmm. from bark box um, They have a, a deal. Um, Uh, You know, if your dog doesn't like something in the box, they will send you something that they that the dog will love for free because they are all about dog happiness. They offer free shipping on any bark box within the continental United States. And if your dog really loves something in the box, you can find it again on uh, at barkshop.com or on their app, they have an app where you can just text them and say, hey, how do I get more of whatever this thing is? And so how it works is you let them know what your dog size is and then you choose a plan. You can get a, a one-time uh, purchase, you can get a six month or a 12 month kind of subscription plan. But you can cancel anytime. And like I said, the shipping is free. And what they're offering to you as a productive woman listener is a free extra month of BarkBox. Um, if you go to barkbox.com productive and subscribe to either a six month or 12 month plan, you'll get a free extra month added on to that and i think you're going to love it if you have if you've got dogs um definitely check out barkbox and and like i said go to barkbox.com/productive and uh and get the that free extra month if you choose a 6 or 12 month plan so i'm really really excited to have barkbox on board as a sponsor of the productive woman all right so let's get into our topic for this episode um I, I want to start with a quote that I ran across uh, online that really kind of spoke to me, and this is from Michael Hyatt, and I'll put a link in the show notes to this, but this is something Michael said. Mike, Michael teaches on uh, leadership and um, productivity kinds of topics, and he's he's pretty well known. A lot of you I know know about Michael's work. Michael's podcast was actually the very first one I ever listened to, So so... Um, I think he's, uh, it's, it's, he, he really started me on the path to, to where I am today with the productive woman. But here's something Michael said that I thought was really thought-provoking. He says, you have a choice in life. You can either live on purpose, according to a plan you've set, or you can live by accident, reacting to the demands of others. The first approach is proactive. The second, reactive. Uh, And that really spoke to me, um, you know, and I realized as I thought about it, it's very hard to make a life that matters when we're spending our time reacting to what other people want, or what we think they want, instead of proactively pursuing the goals and objectives that that are important to us that we've chosen on purpose. And so I want to talk a little bit uh, in this episode about other people's expectations, OPE, uh, OPP, which is Other People's Priorities, and OPO, or Other People's Opinions, and how those things impact our productivity, our our ability to make a life that matters. I, I You know, really, uh, this is a kind of an introduction, I guess, to something that we may be, we'll be talking about more in weeks and months to come. How... Um, How can we take charge of our own life without being a jerk or uh, trivializing the people that we care about, whether it's family, friends, clients, our boss, whatever? That's really the question here. When you talk about OPE, other people's expectations, other people's priorities, or other people's opinions... Uh, and how, how do we react to those? When do they matter? When do they not matter? How can we be in charge of our life, as we talked about in a, a recent episode, about taking, taking charge of our own life without um, dismissing the needs and the, the feelings of the people that we care about? So, you know, starting with OPE, other people's expectations. I think this, this is something that I, I certainly think about a lot the whole concept of expectations, uh, you know, there are lots of quotes. If you go do a Google search for expectations, a lot of people, uh, you know, who think about these things don't think very highly of expectations in general. You know, you've heard, I've heard, read things about, um, that expectations are just an invitation to disappointment or things like that. Um, I, I I don't necessarily think that's the case, but I do know that for a lot of us, certainly those of us who are women uh, that are listening to the show or and me, we can tend to spin our wheels a lot trying to live up to other people's expectations. And it can seriously impair our ability to be productive in either of the senses that we talk about it on this show, either getting the things done that we care about most or making a life that matters. It's hard to get the things done that we care about most if we are always being pulled away from those things that we care about Um, to, to deal with things that that we think other people expect of of us, things that either they've told us they expect, or that we just have assumed they expect. And it's, uh, you know, if that's taking a lot of our time dealing with other people's expectations, then we're not spending that time on maybe on the things that we care about that are important to us similarly it's hard to make a life that matters as you define it if you're letting other people define how your time should be spent um, one article uh, that I read that I thought was really interesting had, had some good stuff to share that I kind of wanted to share with you and I'll put a link to the article in the show notes because the whole the whole article was really good this was called give up living your life according to other people's expectations and live it your way instead kind of a long title but Uh, a really good article. And one of the things this writer said was, when you spend most of your time trying to be whatever everyone wants you to be, wearing all kinds of masks and costumes based on the role you're expected to be playing, you begin to lose yourself because you become so obsessed with this idea of being loved and approved of by everyone you come in contact with, you run around like a mad person, putting mask after mask and costume after costume, And after a while, you begin to identify yourself with all of these masks and costumes instead of, you know, I just thought that was a really vivid way of describing what that's like when we are trying to be what we think everyone else expects us to be. The writer goes on to say, way too many people are living a life that is not theirs to live. They live their lives according to what others think is best for them. They live their lives according to what their parents think is best for them, to what their friends, their enemies, and their teachers, their government, and the media thinks is best for them. They ignore their inner voice, that inner calling. They're so busy with pleasing everybody, with living up to other people's expectations, that they lose control over their lives. They forget what makes them happy, what they want, What they need, and eventually they forget about themselves. I hope that's uh, as impactful to you as it was to me as I thought about what am I doing? Where am I making choices based on what I think is expected of me? As a wife, as a mom, as um, you know, as a lawyer, as a woman in the 21st century, there are lots of expectations that society places on us. That the people around us, those that, who care about us, and frankly, those who don't care about us, will have expectations for what we ought to do with our time and our energy and our attention. And if we spend all our time thinking about that first and reacting to that without really having done the work to know who we are and what we value, what what matters to us, uh, we will, as, as that writer said, lose ourselves. And I think that's happened uh, to a lot of us at various times in our lives. And in some stages of life, it's more... Um, it seems like there's more of that kind of pressure. I, I think of, you know, my my oldest daughter, who is a, a young mom in her mid-30s um, with four little girls. And there's all kinds of expectations for how a woman should raise her children when they're little. And and then all just that alone, it seems like there's so much pressure put on, on women to be a certain way. And yet, uh, there's lots of difference of opinion about what that certain way ought to be. So, so it's easy to lose your way, I think, at, at certain stages of life. But any of us can get caught up into that. And it becomes a habit that we don't even realize we have of making choices based on what other people expect of us or what we think they expect of us. I think that's an important thing. And, and so I wonder how often... Um, Is the way we're living, the things that we're doing, the choices we're making, how often are we doing those things uh, in an attempt to live up to the expectations of others without even realizing it? Uh, There was another great article that I read and as I was thinking about all of these things. Um, uh, from the the tinybuddha.com website, which has lots of interesting thought-provoking articles there. But this particular article was uh, titled Releasing Expectations, Four Ways to Live Your Life for You. And the writer in this article asked some questions or proposed some questions we can ask ourselves um, to learn about whether we are unconsciously making our decisions based on other people's expectations. So one of them was to ask yourself, what are the reasons I want this goal or made this decision? Um, You know, sometimes we have a goal and and we've talked about this in the past that we've got some goal we've set for ourselves, and we seem to be struggling to not, you know, to make any progress on it. And sometimes we need to take a step back and say, why did I set that goal? Is that really something, a, a goal of my heart? Or is that something that I think, you know, I've, I set for myself because I thought I ought to? Um, and w- so why is that goal on my list. Why am I making this decision to do this with my time or my energy or my attention or my money? And as the writer in this article said, you know, it seems simple, but actually it's sometimes surprising how little we know about the reasons we've made the decisions we have. So this writer encourages us to dig in, to be inquisitive and ask questions of ourselves about why, you know, why we're doing what we're doing. The second recommendation from this article is to take the time to check out whose voice you're hearing in your head when you consider a goal. Um, is it your own voice? Is it a voice from a parent, a friend, your boss, a client? If it's not your own voice, this writer says, that's worth some examination. Really think about what voice, is, voice you're listening to when you make the choices that you make. And a third one of the suggestions from the article is to ask yourself, how will people close to you feel about your statement of this goal that you're you're setting for yourself and you're completing it? Um, And either way, this writer suggests that we, we... Ask some follow-up questions, because if the answer is, oh, if I tell them I'm going to accomplish this goal or that I have accomplished this goal, they're going to be thrilled. All right, think about that. Are they really, is that because they're happy for you and the choice you've made? Or are you overworking trying to please them? And then the writer says, similarly, if the answer you give um, to that question of is, how will these people who are close to me, what are they going to react when I tell them about this goal, if their answer is they'll hate it, think about what that means as well. Is it because they'll hate the fact that you're doing what you want to do and it's not what they want you to do? Well, that's one thing. Um, On the other hand, are you making this choice just to sort of rebel against what you think those people um, expect of you? Then think about that as well. So I thought that those were some interesting points. I guess two thoughts come to mind when it comes to dealing with OPE, other people's expectations. First of all, think real deeply about whose expectations matter. Most people's don't, honestly, or at least they shouldn't. And I have to—I'm I'm talking to myself here because I'm a—I'm a people pleaser in many ways, and I have been most of my life. And I'm trying to be more conscious about that. So learn to be aware of when you're doing things to meet other people's expectations. And if the person whose expectations you're, you're trying to meet is not someone in that small group of people who really matter to you, then maybe consider letting it go and, and going uh not listening to that voice anymore so think about whose expectations matter to you and and try to resist the the influence or let go of the influence of of people who are outside that circle and with respect to those people that you care about communication is so key um So often I think we do things because we think it's what someone else expects of us, somebody we care about and we want to please them, and we've never really asked them what they expect. And um, it could turn out we made it up in our head. And so communication becomes really important. And when it comes to expectations, instead of assuming, ask. Have a conversation with your boss or your spouse or the friend you're trying to please Whoever's expectations are on your mind and are driving your behavior, make sure you understand what it is they really expect and that it's something you're okay with doing. I don't think we have to go clear to the other end of the spectrum and say i don't give a rip what anybody wants i'm only, i'm going to do what i want because we are social creatures we are many of us as women you know caregivers and nurturers and we do care about the feelings and the needs and the the ex- expectations even of the people that are in our life and so i'm not saying we should ignore those things but we should a, make sure we know what they really are and not just what we've made up in our head about what these people expect. But B, also that we can feel good about meeting that expectation. We can that it's something that feel that resonates with us that feels authentic and real to who we are as a person. And if it's not, then that's part of that conversation we need to have with those people. So those are my thoughts on OPE, other people's expectations. The next thing I thought about was OPP, other people's priorities. Um, This comes up a lot, I think, in emails that I get from from you and uh, conversations in our Facebook group. Uh, it's so frustrating when we have made a plan based on our priorities, but it gets derailed by other people's priorities. Some of the examples that I've experienced or that I get emails and have conversations about are at work. We've made a plan for our workday based on the priority project that we need to get Taken care of, but our boss or colleagues interrupt us with a request or a demand that we do something else. That is so frustrating. That's their priority coming in and and wreaking havoc with ours. Uh, On a personal side, maybe we've planned time for a personal project on the weekend, something we've been wanting to do that's important to us, but our spouse or our kids want, want us to do something else instead. Um, How do we, you know, that's frustrating and it's where do we, I think a lot of us as women are going to set aside our plan and go tend to what the other people want. And I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm saying if that's the default response, maybe we need to think about that a little bit. Um, one, one article that I read uh, that I thought was really good. And again, there'll be links to all these in the show notes if you want to do a little more reading and thinking about this. But one writer said, you don't have to value exactly what others value. You just have to respect it. Um that same writer also said, if you surround yourself with people who mostly value different things than you do, you will be unhappy. I think that's such a profound statement and something really worth thinking about. If constantly, if we have certain friends or colleagues or whatever that we spend a lot of time with, and their priorities are radically different from ours, um, we're never going to be happy because there's always gonna be that conflict that has to get resolved one way or the other. Either we're ignoring their priorities and dealing with their displeasure over it, or we're ignoring our own priorities and feeling less ourselves than we, than we re- want to be. On a, on a day-to-day basis, being in a reactive mode that is reacting to other people's priorities will make it harder for us to accomplish the things that matter most to us or anybody else. We need to be proactive, deciding what's most important and doing whatever it takes to make sure we're acting on that, that our actions reflect our true priorities. And you know this starts with that awareness that we've talked about in the past of, of really knowing what is important to us. And I, this is, you know, we're coming into the end of the year and I start to think about plans, you know, reflecting back on the year and, and plans for the coming year. And it's a really good time to, to take, set aside some time to think about all right, what really is important to me? What are my priorities? And am I acting in accordance with those? Uh, one of the examples that I think comes up so often, certainly in a work context, in my, my job as a, a lawyer, um, where it's easy to become reactive and let other people's priorities um, derail my plans, is email. Uh, that's, you know, lots of thinkers and people who've written about this talk about email as a system for delivering other people's priorities to you. And so here's a just a real practical thing to think about if email is an issue for you. Do you check it first and react to what you find there first thing in the morning or first thing when you get to work? Or do you decide ahead of time what's most important? uh, What what's the most important place you can put your time and your attention and do that first, before you go see what other people have in mind for you. Uh, You know, that's a challenge for me. And I'm trying to be better about not checking email until I've put some time in on my highest priority project for the day. Um, There's a great article that Chris Brogan, who I've uh, mentioned, I think, in the past, uh, wrote. This was a few years ago, called "Organize Your Business," and talks about how he organizes his day, um, how he manages his own business and his family, and that basically. And I'm not going to try to recite the whole article, but I will put a link because I recommend you read this. But he he um, starts his day by spending time on something related to his long-term goals first, then second, his most important current projects, he spends time on that. Third, he spends time on urgent tasks, so things with a deadline. Um, which I thought was interesting because I my tendency would be to go to that level first. What, what What's the next deadline coming up and spend time on that? But he, he talks about that, even that as being sort of reactive and, and not making time for the long-term goals and keeping that long view. So f- first the long-term goals, then he spends time on his most important current project, then the urgent tasks things with an upcoming deadline. And fourth are what he calls maintenance tasks. And he puts email there. So he says, don't, you know, I don't look at my email till I've spent time on something that's going to advance one of my long-term goals. I've made some progress on one or more of my important current projects. And then I've dealt with and spent time on my most urgent tasks, then we pull out the email and see what else uh, other people want us to do. I think that's really an interesting approach and a really, really wise bit of advice. The question then becomes, how do we protect our priorities without ignoring those of the people we answer to? Um, and this goes to the same thing I mentioned on the OPE, which is communication, learning to communicate our priorities. I mean, it starts with awareness and knowing what our priorities are and being confident in those. But then to, to protect those while still being respectful of the people who's, who's a, you know, who we have to answer to in one way or the other calls for communication. So for instance, in that scenario where you're, you know, trying to work on an important high priority project at work, but your boss or a colleague or a client calls with some new urgent thing that needs your attention right now, you can't ignore them because that is you can't ignore your boss or your client because they pay the bills. And so finding a way to communicate with them uh, and, and to, to ignore them entirely or say, no, get out of here. I can't help you because I'm doing this other thing won't go over very well. Finding ways to communicate with them and collaborate in the decision making, you know, something along the lines of, I see that's important to you. I would be happy to help, but I'm currently working on this and this. Which of the, which of these things is most important to you? Which would you like me to do first? Which will get us farther down the road towards, you know, meeting your objective? Having that kind of conversation um, can help kind of balance your priorities and, and theirs and make sure you understand and, and you get their buy-in. Similarly with us, if it's at home, an issue um, with your spouse or your children it's a communication issue, talking with them about what your priorities are, letting them know that their needs are important to you, but you also need time and energy and attention to do the things for yourself or your business or whatever uh, priority you're you're wanting to give attention to. And so having a conversation with them about, um, you know, how, how can we arrange things so everybody's needs get met? maybe consider trading. I'll do this thing for you. You've asked me to do this, you know, my child, the child maybe wants you, you were sitting down to write a blog post or you were sitting down to read a book, um, you know, for self-improvement or just for relaxation and your child comes and, and wants you to play with them. Can you say, um, All right, I I really want to read this book. It's important to me, or I really want to do whatever this project was. I'll come and play with you. Can you then help me uh, get dinner ready later so I'll have time to do my project or something like that? Same thing with your your husband or your 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 spouse. That that I, I want your what you value is important to me. So how can I help you, and you help me so that between us, we can get these things done. And I'll have time to do this other thing that's important to me. It all comes down to communication, I'm not, which is funny, because I'm not articulating it very well, am I? Um, so those are some thoughts on dealing with other people's priorities. Obviously, this is a very superficial look at these things. And we'll be talking about them more in the future. I hope that I'll hear from you with your thoughts on how to deal with some of these things. Uh, and we I can share those in a future episode. Finally, there's OPO, other people's opinions. Oh my goodness, those seem to matter so much to us. And I'm talking about other people's opinions of you, uh, of me, you know, or, and of everything else. This is a tough one, I think. We are social creatures. We care about what others think of us. It's, it's built into our psyche um, from way back when when the the need to be part of a community was a matter of life and death. Um, we still have a hard time dealing with rejection. I just finished reading Brene uh, Brown's latest book, um, oh my goodness, what's it called? Braving the Wilderness or something like that. Really a wonderful book, and I'm going to talk about that in an upcoming episode. But she talks about how hard it is um, for us, how how frightening rejection and isolation is to us because of, of you know, how our society has evolved. Personally, I want everyone to like me and I assume nobody does. So I have spent over the course of my life, a lot of time worrying about what certain people think and trying to make sure they think well of me. This is not a productive way to live. Let me just say that right up front. Um, As uh, it's a Recipe for madness. <laughs> um, Wayne Dyer has said, and other people have said this as well. But I, this is where I found the quote: of, "What other people think of me is none of my business." That is, um, that is so true we shouldn't be worrying about what other people think of us. We should worry, be, be focused more on living according to our values and our priorities and doing the right thing. But it's hard, isn't it? It's just, it's hard not to pay attention to what everybody thinks of us. The fact is though, that most people, okay, setting aside the people that are very, very close to us, Uh, We still worry about the opinions of people that are not close to us, the neighbors and the, you know, call uh, people that work in the building with us and the other parents at our kids' school. And the fact is, most of them don't really know you. They don't know your heart. They don't know your journey. They don't know where you've been, where you've come from, or where you're going. Uh, And so how can they have an opinion about you at all? It shouldn't matter. Uh, another th- thought that, uh, that's out there, a quote that I've seen attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt, but several other people as well, and something I've tried to remind myself of often is that most of us would worry a lot less about what other people think of us if we realized how seldom they do. Um, this is another one of those cases where we we create worries for ourselves, worries about what other people are thinking of us. When the fact is, they're not thinking of us at all. They're thinking of themselves and their needs, and they're really not focused on us at all. Um, it it it's a really important thing to consider. Uh, Mark and Angel, um, I think it's Chernoff is their name. I'll put a link in the show notes as I said. Um, wrote a really good article called, um, 18 reasons to give up, trying to live up to everyone's expectations and, uh, really worth li- uh, reading. And one of the things they said in there is if you give too much power to the opinions of others, you will become their prisoner. So never let someone's opinion define your reality. Uh, you, we really do become the prisoner of the people whose opinions we, we are worrying about. Um, Now, I don't think that means we shouldn't listen to anybody. There's ancient wisdom, clear back to, uh, you know, in the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, um, that writer said, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. We can get wisdom from other people. So it's not, uh, when I'm saying we shouldn't be worrying about other people's opinions, I think mostly we shouldn't be worrying about what. You know what they think of us, especially if they're not people who are close to us who don't know us well. Fact is, though, we can learn from anybody. One wise man years ago, a, a man who held a very public role, so lots of people had opinions about him and what he did. Uh, years ago, he told me that whenever anybody offers criticism of him, he listens and asks himself is there any truth in that even if it was somebody who was giving being malicious about it or unkind he still would listen and and ask himself is there any truth in what they've said maybe the overall you know criticism isn't true but there's some nugget of truth in there that he could grow and learn from i think this requires Um, a real strength of character to take that position. It requires, first of all, a willingness to be totally honest with yourself, which is something a lot of us aren't very good at, but to really look at, look beyond the way it was delivered uh, and who was delivering it and say, okay, here's somebody who has, has posed some criticism of me and in general, I don't think it's true. I that not the person they're describing. But is there anything in there that's true that I could learn from and, and grow and become a better person? And um a willing instead of getting defensive just to listen not to take it into your heart, but just listen and to ponder a little bit of uh, to look for is there some truth there, something that I could grow from. But it also requires sufficient confidence to not let criticism destroy you or let other people's opinions override your good judgment. And that's, you know, one of the things this man said. He's not necessarily going to change based upon some bit of unkind criticism or even well-meaning criticism. If it doesn't resonate when he has honestly looked at it, he's not, then, then he'll let it go, um, not let it destroy you because somebody who had a bone to pick decided to, to beat you over the head with it. Um, I think, I think it comes down to, we can learn from anybody and, and I think there's some wisdom in that, in, in being willing to listen with an open mind, but it's also true that we should be very careful who you allow to speak into your life. Interestingly, I, I mentioned Brene Brown again, uh, just a minute ago and her most recent book, which I just finished reading yesterday. Um, She has said, I've heard her say this in in person, you know, when she was at an event she was speaking at, and she said in her books, she keeps a little piece of paper with a very short list of people whose opinions matter. And she keeps that in her purse or in her wallet and recommends that. And I think that's such a great idea. Really take a minute and think whose opinion of you actually matters. I care very much what my husband thinks of me. I care very much what my children think of me. Um, There are a couple of friends who have earned a place in my heart and in my life, um, who are people of integrity, who I know have my best interests at heart. I care very much what their opinion of me is. Beyond that... I am working really hard to not worry what other people's opinions are. Um, And, and so maybe that's an exercise you would want to do. I'm taking that idea from Brene Brown to think, who are those people for you? Write those names on a little piece of paper, keep it in your purse, keep it in your pocket, wherever. And when you are tempted to be agonizing over an opinion that somebody has of you, pull out that list and say, is this person on that li- on that list? And if the answer is no, then let it go. Um, and the, I, the other thing I wanted to point out is that often when we act on other people's op- opinion of us, we're actually wrong about their opinion in the first place. We're acting on what we think they think of us. This is true across the board and all of this, uh, You know what we've talked about uh, other people's expectations, other people's priorities, and certainly other people's opinions. We are, a lot of us, and I, I'm raising my hand here, really good at um, projecting onto other people, or or assuming we know what their expectations are, or what their priority for us is, or what their opinion of us is. And sometimes we're just wrong. Um, this uh, There was an article on Huffington Post Uh, called Stop Letting Other People's Opinions Control You. And that writer said, you know, these are made up statistics, but I think there's some truth in it. The writer says nine times out of 10, when you're worried about what other people think, it's a projection. You're projecting your own fears and your own internalized self-judgment onto other people. You're pinning on them what you yourself think. So when we take responsibility for letting go of other people's judgments, we empower ourselves to stop being harsh and judgmental with ourselves too. Um, I, boy, I, I, just think that is so true for a lot of us that we think we know what somebody thinks of us. We act based on this, the opinion we believe they have of us. And it's not really what they think at all. It's, it's, it's our own, um, whether conscious or not judgment of ourselves that we have projected onto them. We saw something in their expression or we heard something in a tone and we think we know what it means. And, and, um, and we couldn't be more wrong. So, you know, something to think about there, uh, the, 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 when it comes to dealing with other people's opinions, I guess a couple of the things that I think about is to remember you will never please everybody So don't try, uh, you know, go back to that short list of people whose opinions matter and, and check in with them and know that really at the end of the day, you're the one who has to live with what you do and with the choices you make, not the neighbors, not your coworkers, not any of the, uh, anybody outside yourself. Uh, so living, trying to, uh, earn a good opinion of people whose opinions really don't matter is not a recipe for a productive life. Um, I, one of the articles and I I didn't write down where I saw this, but I've heard it before this idea of keep your eyes on your own paper, stop looking at what other people are doing. They are not living your life. And comparison is poisonous to productivity. We've talked about that a little bit before. Uh, I I struggle with this because I think there there other people are doing things better or you know more right than I am. Um, but they're not living my life. They don't have my background. They don't have my family. They don't have any. They're not me. And so I encourage you, as I am trying to encourage myself to. Keep, keep my eyes on my own paper, live my life without worrying about what other people are doing and what, what my life looks like to them. Again, it doesn't mean that we should isolate ourselves from those whose opinions differ from ours. We grow and improve as human beings if we can learn to listen objectively to those we disagree with. This is something that I think is missing in the social discourse in our society now, certainly in the United States. There's a lot of rancor, there's a lot of judgment, there's a lot of, 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 argument there's a lot of heat and not much light being shed uh, because it seems like we've lost the ability to listen with respect to people we disagree with even people we disagree vehemently with maybe we can assume they are people of goodwill you know we can disagree with someone without without assuming that they're evil i guess is what i want to say and i won't you know i won't belabor that there is a tension i think in all of these things, dealing with OPE, OPP, and OPO, there's a tension between living by our own standards and being respectful and loving toward others. Like everything else we do, it requires awareness and intention. It requires knowing yourself, knowing who you are, knowing where your value is, knowing what really matters to you and not what you think should matter to you. It requires trusting yourself to make the right choices for yourself and those you care about, even if other people are making different choices. And it requires honoring yourself and not letting other people plan your life for you. So those are my thoughts on this for this time. But what do you think? Is your thinking or your productivity affected by other people's expectations, priorities, or opinions? how how does that work for you how do you deal with those things in your life have you found successful ways of kind of managing your own thinking to uh, deal with those in a healthy way i'd love to hear your thoughts on this you can share your questions or your comments in the comment section of the show notes for this episode which you find at theproductivewoman.com slash 165, or feel free to post a comment or a question uh, either on the Productive Woman Facebook page, which is open to the public, or in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, um, which is, you know, the only those who have women who listen to the show who've, who've joined the group, um, we have lots of good conversations there. And I'd love to have your feedback on that. If you want to share your thoughts on this or anything else, for that matter, with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I would love to, to hear from you. Um I want to uh, encourage you if you think the conversations on this show are worthwhile tell a friend about the podcast. Find, you know, if there's someone you know that you think might enjoy being part of this conversation, show her how to subscribe. Uh, you can share this episode or any other by using the social sharing buttons there on the website. Um, for this one, you go to theproductivewoman.com slash 165. That's where you find the show notes. That's where you'll find uh, buttons where you can click and share the this episode on Facebook, on, you know, your Facebook Profile on Twitter, any number of places. Um, Feel free to leave a review in iTunes if you would like to. You can go to theproductivewoman.com/slash iTunes, and that's where you can subscribe to the show or leave a review. Uh, which helps other people kind of learn a little more about the show. I want to say a special thank you to Attorney Advertiser from the United States, who recently left a nice review in uh, iTunes, and who said, "Be sure to listen to the Prepare for Christmas episode. Really helped me get ready for the upcoming holidays." She has many great ideas. Thanks for the pod. So thank you, Attorney Advisor. Um, I appreciate that those uh, encouraging words. Um, Let me think. Uh, oh! Don't forget to check out our our returning sponsor, FreshBooks. Um, this is that great online accounting software service that I use. Like many people who run small businesses, I use FreshBooks to keep track of the money side of things, invoicing, receiving payments, making payments on uh, th- the services that I use, uh, uh, tracking expenses, and so much more. They're offering you, as a productive woman listener, a free 30-day all-access trial so you can find out for yourself how helpful and how usable it is. Just go to freshbooks.com slash woman. Um, And FreshBooks has been designed specifically to help entrepreneurs and small business owners manage all the financial stuff efficiently and effectively so we can get back to the parts of the business we love. I like doing podcasts don't like invoicing so much. So I, I love the way FreshBooks lets me do that very quickly and efficiently. I can manage things right from my smartphone. So if I'm riding in the car or waiting on an appointment, I can check my finances. I can create and send invoices right from my phone, check to see if people have seen their invoices, if they paid yet. I've set it up so that each Monday, any funds that have been collected automatically get transferred to my bank account. So they're just there. Um, And although FreshBooks has all the powerful features I need, it's also simple enough for even a non-numbers oriented person like me to work with. It's got so many great features. It's just a great tool for managing your business finances. And as I said, they're offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to Productive Woman listeners. So if you have a business, if you're needing a way to get a handle on the money, now's a great time to claim that free trial. Just go to freshbooks.com slash woman and be sure to enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section so they know I sent you. Um, also remember to check out our new sponsor BarkBox for your favorite, uh, canine family member, visit BarkBox.com productive, learn more about what they offer there and get a free month. If you sign up for the six month or 12 month subscription plan. Thank you so much to FreshBooks and BarkBox for supporting The Productive Woman and helping me get this free content to you. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I, again, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that was worth the time and that's helpful to you in a very practical way. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.